This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello, listeners. Welcome back to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach. My daughter just started her drum lesson in the background, and she's doing her warm-ups, and I was like, darn, I can't record. But then I was like, wait a second, this is pretty cool. (laughs) So we've got Stella's awesome drums, her warm-up going on in the background. Um, Stella is a drummer. She is my 13-year-old daughter who... Um, is the reason why I found positive parenting. When she was three years old, I was pulling my hair out, (laughs) thought I was going to lose my mind, and that is when I stumbled upon positive parenting. So thank God, because it changed the entire future trajectory of my life. So anyhow, we have a great new episode for you today. This one is with Mija Godfrey, who is the founder of Jumbo Books, and she's going to be talking to us about storytelling and books for kids with a focus on racial reconciliation and making a better world. I loved, loved, loved having this conversation with Mija. She's amazing. I know you're going to love her, but I wanted to air this episode this month because it's Black History Month, where we get to focus our attention on honoring the legacies of so many incredible people of color who have positively contributed to our nation and the world. And Mija is a beautiful woman of color who is one of those light spreaders. She founded a company called Jumbo Books that you're going to hear all about in this episode, and she really is amazing. She reminds us that it's so important to have a diverse home library and also give our kids opportunities to have interracial experiences and relationships. So good. So I know you're going to love this episode. She's so wise. She's so inspirational. And she just has a really big heart. So without further ado, families, enjoy this episode. Thank you for listening. Please make sure you subscribe over on iTunes and screenshot this right now if you love what you're listening to and share it over on social media. I hang out all the time over on Instagram. You can tag me at Fresh Start Wendy and also grab a subscription to Jumbo Books. After our interview, I hopped right over to their website and subscribed both of my children and were anxiously awaiting our first subscription monthly box. So it's a great way to honor Black History Month, um, to diversify your children's book library, and to be a positive change maker in the way you raise your kids. Enjoy this episode, families. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited and honored to be sitting here this morning with Mija Godfrey. Welcome, Mija! Hi, thanks so much for having me. 
Yes. Thanks for making the time to chat with us today, families. You are going to love this conversation. Mija um, is going to talk to us today about the importance of storytelling and books for kids with a focus on racial reconciliation and making a better world. Hooray. I love this topic. (laughs) Yes. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Mija, and then I'll let you kind of tell us a little bit more about your journey and how um, you became passionate about what you do, Mija. So families, um, Mija is a former affordable housing developer lawyer, and now she's the founder of Jambo Books. Jambo, which means both hello and welcome in Swahili, is a book subscription service for children age zero to 13. I love this. I can't wait to join. I have a 10 and a 13-year-old Mija, so this is awesome. But it's a book <laughs> subscription service for um, where all books feature lead characters who are children of color. The stories in Jambo books focus on the beauty of childhood, the joys of friendship and family, and the thrill of new adventures, the wonderful tapestry that is the life of a child of color. Oh my gosh, I love that. Mija is passionate about helping parents raise children who won't need to be taught how to tolerate people who are different from themselves because they will expect and enjoy healthy inclusion. Jambo Book Club members will recognize the same humanity in those who may not share their experiences that they see in those who do. I love this. And you are in Atlanta, right? And you have some kiddos? Yes, indeed. I do. I do. I have an an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a six-month-old. Oh my goodness. You are in the thick of it, girl. (laughs) All up in the thick. Yes. (laughs) Oh, amazing. Well, cool. Mm -hmm. Well, with all of that beauty that listeners just heard about you, tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit more about your journey and how you got here and, and uh, why you love doing what you do. Absolutely. Um, I've always been driven sort of by the purpose of social justice. I became very interested in it at a young age. I was about seven or eight. And um, my mom and I were living in Kentucky at the time with my grandmother. And it was like Martin Luther King Day. And so all this stuff was coming on the TV. And I remember asking my mom, I said, Mom, what's a Negro? And she was like, ooh what? (laughs) And then she just started giving me books. She's an English and drama teacher. So she just started giving me books and poetry and short stories and just all of this literature about um, Black culture and how it formed and where it came from. And, you know, the story of Black culture, of the creation of Black culture is goes right along with the creation of our nation. And so you really kind of get a history lesson along with that. And I just fell in love with America, with the dream and the goal and the ideals of America through that. And um, from that point on, I always wanted to work in social justice. So I started out thinking, well, You know, if you like social justice and you talk a lot, everyone says you need to go to law school. So (laughs) (laughs) I did that. (laughs) Um, I went to law school. I practiced for a little bit in New York. Uh, My goal was to learn how to do affordable housing because I had sort of grown this interest in cities and how people live together and how where you live dictates where you can go to school, where you work 
who you know, and therefore what is your trajectory through life going mm. to look like? Um, yeah. And so I really wanted to say, you know, we've got to be able to economically integrate neighborhoods. And that's how I came to affordable housing um, when nice. I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, the bottom fell out of the housing market and the nonprofits started to struggle a little bit. So um, I went back to the law and got pregnant with my first daughter. And when she was about two years old, my father-in-law got us this really nice book subscription service. Mm-hmm. And it was like of all these classic books that would come to the house. And some of them were really great. Um, and some of them were really annoying <laughs> because mm. they were all in the time period of like the 1940s and 50s when only one kind of person was important and yeah. valued enough to be in stories. And I just started to think I can't keep giving my daughter these books. I can't keep making her think that these are the only people that matter because these are the stories that you're seeing. And I was looking for books that would show children of color of all different racial backgrounds, just enjoying life, right? It didn't always have to be about um, the civil rights movement or oppression, just like, you know, you don't want to brush your teeth. She loves fairies. Show me some fairies. Um, And I wasn't really seeing that. I was seeing great books that took place in other countries that focused on kids of color. And then things that looked very familiar for her were um, primarily of white children. And so I said, you know, it would be so great if we had a service that would just send these books to my house and I didn't have to think about it. And then we looked and looked and looked and couldn't find one. So I said, well, I guess we have to be the change. So (laughs) that's what we did. Amazing. I love it. (laughs) And I love this story because it's like that subscription service that you got exposed to when you were younger. Mm -hmm. It's like, even Mm -hmm. though it wasn't perfect, it totally just started this next chapter for you. And it's so cool how one little thing like that, you know? And Mm -hmm. the fact that you saw this need and instead of just being bummed about it, you were like, let's actually be the change. Like, let's take action. Mm -hmm. Let's contribute. Let's, let's do it. Let's get it out there. Um, I love that so much. And so tell (laughs) us about it now. Tell us, like, do you choose different ones for different age groups or? Absolutely. So um, when you go on our website, which is jombobooks.com, you can you know, just click a button to get started. And that will take you to our subscriptions page. We break them up by age group so that you'll get fiction books that are appropriate for your children's reading level. So we've got zero to two, three to four, five to six, seven to nine, and 10 to 13. And what's really cool about the 10 to 13s is they get one middle grade novel that stars a child of color, and then they'll get one companion book that's a nonfiction book, which expands on a topic that's talked about in the middle grade novel. And I, look, I'm not gonna lie, I just love the 10 to 13 subscription. Um, One of the books we just sent was Sal and Gabby Break the Universe. And it's about these like Cuban American kids in Miami and who they can literally go through and see parallel universes and pull things in and out. um, And they are actually breaking the universe. And so the 
companion book is Astrophysics for Young People in a Hurry by Neil deGrasse Tyson. So you can dig a little bit more into what is this parallel universe? Is that real? Can it be? Um, So that's the sort of thing that we do. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Oh my gosh, I love it so much. <laughs> that is awesome. I cannot and and um it's just so exciting for kids to get stuff in the mail, right? Like I know with my kids, um, it can be dicey sometimes like picking out books and and they don't mm-hmm. like, but if it comes in the mail, they're like, oh, yes. they have a package, it has their name on it. There's excitement yes. to begin with. And so then mm-hmm. they just will dive right in, right? So it's not like mm-hmm. you need to add like, yes, it's important. Like we need to talk to our kids and say, we need to add books uh, with people of color, children of color for sure. But when you mm-hmm. come at it from this excitement angle of like, here it is like open it up enjoy it you don't even have to go anywhere it's it's gifted to you or whatever I love yes yes and actually our boxes um come covered in art that also uplifts children of color so the boxes are brightly decorated like you know it's a jamba box when it shows up to your door the children know it's their box (laughs) and they love to jump on them and open it up and rip open the tissue paper and see what's inside we send a letter with each box that lets the parents know you know these are the books that are in here this is what they're about and enjoy 
Oh, I love it so much. And then you can pass mm-hmm. it on to somebody else after you're done, right? Your neighbor absolutely. or a friend or the library, the library. Yes, the little libraries around. Yes, absolutely. Oh, awesome. Okay, well, let's get to our subject matter of the day because I love this idea. Storytelling in books for kids with focus on racial reconciliation and making a better word world. Gosh, Misha, we need this so much right now. And I'm so grateful um, for your efforts in this capacity. So thank you. Thank you. But talk to us about the importance of a diverse home library. Absolutely. So, you know, And I I say specifically home library because I think it's important to keep these books around as much as you can. I know there are space limitations. Like you should see my house. It's a scene with books. But to the extent that we can have books in our home libraries that expose our children to things they are not necessarily getting every day in their lives, particularly under quarantine, um, is we are doing them a service. So the, what we do at Jumbo is we try to focus on race positive fiction books. So they are not about race. They are not generally about overcoming, even though there might be a parent who's going through something or a grandparent that's going through something. The kids are really just kids. They are fighting dragons. They are you know, refusing to go to bed at night. These are the things that will normalize children of color to kids who are not exposed to them and that yeah. will also tell children who are of color who are reading these books that your stories matter, yeah. that your stories are important. What we read gives our kids a big clue as to what we hold important and what we hold as valuable. And so to have these books in a home library where you can read them at the table, get food on them, it's fine. You can, if you're like my daughter, slip them under your pillows at night, read them when you think, when your parents think that you're asleep, (laughs) like that's what you want. And then when they're older, turn around and say, oh my gosh, I remember this book. Let me revisit it and get something new out of it. Like that's what's important, you know, for us about having home libraries that include kids from everywhere. Because I think we all have a situation, particularly under quarantine, where we're like, we're not seeing anybody, (laughs) right? And we really want our kids, don't forget there's a whole wide world out there of amazing people who are different and cool. And we don't need to be afraid of them. We don't need to thingify them. Right. Yes. As Martin right. Luther King said, there are people like us. And if we can, as children, internalize that, I think that as adults, those kids will grow to be more accepting and just expecting of people to be different and, and have that be okay. I really, really, truly feel that a kid who reads something like As Brave As You by Jason Reynolds, it's one of the middle grade novels, that child, when he or she grows up to be a police officer, is not going to be able to just shoot a small child with, you know, who is a person of color because you're going to see a child, right? right? Like so much of what our media does is it makes kids of color seem older and more mature, than they actually are. And our point is that kids are kids. And if you can remember that, then you will take that with you as an adult and act differently. 
Absolutely. And it's like, we know children learn so much better life lessons, life skills through Mm -hmm. play, right? So, and fiction is a form of that. And so that is a a very highly effective way of teaching Mm -hmm. and you know, exposure and storytelling and, and just normalizing all that stuff. It's like, it matters so deeply and it, and it's, and you make it, Jumbo makes it so effortless, right? Like it just becomes part of the play. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like, I mean, it should like, that's important too. That's a different conversation. Like let's sit down with our kids at the dinner table. Let's have conversations. Let's talk about what kind of, you know, what friends that they have, what are their names that have different colored skin and whatever, like Mm -hmm, let's mm -hmm. do that too. But this is such an easy way to integrate it. And they learn so well through that, Mm -hmm. like fiction, imagination play. And gosh, it's so beautiful. Just thinking about how that looks to these children that learn this from an early age. And this is normalized when they are 20 years older. That yes. is, that is, and that is so awesome. That's right. cool. Okay. Well, talk to us about how um, we can give our kids the language to discuss race and try to c- create opportunities to have interracial experiences and relationships. All right. Well, first, I think it's so important that we don't pretend that our kids don't see colors. Yes, right? yes. We teach them their colors from the very early age. My six month old, I'm like, that's blue, that's pink. <laughs> but now oh, all of a yeah. sudden, when she sees faces and bodies yeah. that are clearly not the same colors, I'm supposed to expect her not to notice that. Like, right. That's, that's just silly. Right. And yeah. and also the research tells us that children as young as six months old can tell the difference between people of different racial groups and have a preference for their own in-group. Is it because they are racist? It is not. (laughs) It is because their caregivers look like that in-group. And so they're like, I don't know about those other ones, but over there is where I get my food, my clothing, my hugs, my snuggles. So it's normal. And so we should not try to pretend that our children don't see it because what we do is we rob them of the opportunity to talk about it. They start to think it's taboo. We shouldn't talk about it. And now we're just, we're just ignorant, like an ignorant meaning we don't know. So I think the best thing we can do for our children is say, yes, you know, when we're in the books, it's so great. What color is her skin? Isn't it pretty? Look at her hair. Is it like your hair? It's so pretty. I mean, these are things that are so simple to do. And again, are positive. We're not saying, look at her. Her ancestors were dragged here from Africa hundreds of years ago. We're not doing that. We're saying, isn't she just the cutest thing? Look at her and her dog. Right. So, you know, that I think will make such a difference as we grow up. Like I grew up, um, as usually the only black kid in my class until I went to college. And certainly I never considered myself to be attractive the whole time I was in school. And because I wasn't considered attractive, Mm -hmm. right? Like that wasn't the standard of being beautiful. So it's so important. I think if we can start teaching kids when they're young, that there are all kinds of different ways to be cute. There are all these kids in this picture are cute. Um, so 
I love I that. I do think we have to start and saying, you know, this person's skin is brown. This person's skin is, you know, tan. And just go on and talk about it. It's fine. As your kid gets older and wants to understand why do things seem different, then you as the parent can start to give your kids these little mini history lessons as you drive into the grocery store about, well, this is why that is. And that's why this is. But is that right? Is that fair? Because, you know, kids have a very strong sense of what is fair. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Especially the strong-willed ones that grew up yes. to be lawyers like you. We always say my daughter would make an incredible lawyer because, mm-hmm. holy smokes, she has a big social justice button and she will uh-huh. sniff out fairness. Like Right. Anywhere. Oh, my that's gosh. Right. And so we can help them to grow that. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me now, if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. And once we can really start to mix and mingle again with folks like outside of our tiny little pods, I think, and what I suggest is trying to find normal extracurricular activities that might be a tiny bit further from your home or a little bit outside of your comfort zone. For instance, I really want my child to learn classical Indian dance just because I think it is gorgeous and amazing. Like the things they do with their eyes and each hand movement means something. I think it's incredible. And so 
I'm going to take her. I'm going to find one. We're going to just get in the car. We're going to drive. And I hate driving, but we're going to do it because I think it's important for her to go and take some classical Indian lessons and dance lessons. And so hopefully I'll meet some parents, right? And we're not meeting at a protest. We're meeting as moms of cute kids who are taking a dance class. We did the same thing with swimming because I live in a neighborhood that's majority white, even though I'm in Atlanta. And I said, you know what? We're going to drive an extra five miles and we're going to go to this pool where a black owned um, company gives swimming lessons. And most of the kids taking the lessons are black. And you're going to be in that environment and see the black kids do swim and they do get their hair wet and have fun in the water just like anybody else. So that's what we do. That is the work for parents because it is harder for us, right? We're not in school. We already have our little friend groups, but we have to show our kids that it's important enough to go a little bit out of the way and try to be in a group where we are not in the majority. Yes. I love, gosh, there's so much there. That is just so beautiful. Um, and, and going back, Mija, to the, the point about like, you know, not seeing color. I think this is one of the many beautiful things and silver linings that has come out of this last year of, you know, just it's, it's been an intense, gosh, just, you know, you can fall yes. into the pit of despair about this country if, if you, <laughs> if you're not careful. Right. But just mm-hmm. stay on this, like there are silver linings. And one of them is so many, um, you know, people, with white white skin are realizing that we had some blind spots right and that saying of like I don't see color it's it's not helpful and exactly. and I love your guidance there on that and um just remembering that it's not like if your kids see color or not they do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's not it's not it's not a bad thing you just need to tell them that like that's yeah that's what you do you have human eyes thank god your eyes work <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> and yes. let's talk about the beauty of it right like mm-hmm. we had um an episode with um, Dr. Dana Crawford, who has just done amazing work in the the realm of ending racism. And mm-hmm. I loved the conversation with her because she just normalized it for us and helped us remember like it's, it is, it's here. It's, you don't have to fight it. It's like, right. she said, some of my best friends are racist. <laughs> she said, but it's not an if it's like, <laughs> it, it just is like you have right. it. That's mm-hmm. the, you're going to see the differences. The studies have shown there is research behind it. Cause that's I remember okay. I had a, one of my bonfire members, um, you know, said, you know, my kids, cause I did a poll and I said, how, you know, how are you teaching? How are you It's kind of this, it was this question, how are you diversifying your library? And, and she said, you know, my kids just don't see color. Trust me. Like we're at the park and you know, I didn't know how to respond at the time, but that's something we're all, we're all learning. We're all, especially this year, this is a, if you have that open heart to learn, like bring it on, right? Like teach right. us, help us learn. And this is one of those mm-hmm. blind spots where more people are, are not saying that anymore. And that's fantastic. <laughs> like, let's yep, not say yep, that anymore. Yep. Instead, let's teach our kids. So fantastic. Okay, cool. Um, so uh, number three, uh, ways to be honest about the past and hopeful about the future. Talk to us about that. Right. Um, well, actually, I'm in the process and it's going to be a long process. I have no launch dates <laughs> to announce, but um, I'm in the process of working on a course for parents to help them do exactly this, to talk with their kids about what the history of our country has been and how the systems have come together to create our current racialized situations, but also to say each of us has a decision to make 
every moment on how we are going to react in these systems, right? And so I I did a blog post where I said, if you want to combat white privilege, scoot over, right? Right. (laughs) And I'm sort of just taking it back to the kindergarten classroom, right? Where everybody sits in a circle. If somebody new comes in, does everybody go, you know, I will not be moved. No, you just scoot over, right? Oh, I love and you that make analogy. A space for somebody to come else and sit, because somebody else to come and sit in the circle. Um, and I use the example, and I think this is so great. My 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 the neighborhood I live in now, it's it's called Decatur. It's like right next to Atlanta, um, and it has a reputation of being like clicky. All these mm-hmm. you know, like mob clicks at the schools. I found everyone to be lovely, but. Awesome. Um, you know, one day a parent came up to me, a white woman, and she said, you know, I don't know a lot of women of color and um, I just would like to invite you to serve on the school committee. And it wasn't the diversity committee, right? right. It was like the school talent show. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, because I didn't know about the opportunity to serve on this committee, but she opened that up to me. She was like, I would love to know just some more people like you. You don't have to lead with that if you don't want to, but that is a way of just scooting over, sharing some of your power, right? Would you like to join this committee with me? Well, I love that. Why not? Right. And nobody else of color was on that committee, right? Because we didn't know about it. We just, you know, ah, you live in your life and being a mom, you're working, whatever. And so that's how we scoot over. How else do we scoot over? When we have to hire someone to do work for us, we go on webpage, particularly if it's a big company and we're saying, you, wait, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, and you couldn't find anybody of color to be at this company. Right. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Just have questions. You couldn't yes. find anybody qualified. What's going on? Right. Um, and, and so we try to be mindful of how we spend our money. Right. But there are all kinds of ways of very easily scooting over, very easily mm-hmm. inviting somebody else into your clique, right, in quotes, right? Um, offering somebody some of the privilege of serving, right? Yes. Um, and so that's, that is what I suggest. Small things that make a really huge difference. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. And I love that word privilege. And that's been an honor for me this year to learn about that, right? Like mm-hmm. I I honestly, like again, silver lining from this year, I didn't know about that word. So many, like the diversity training that I've been going through. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I didn't realize this. Like, thank you for teaching me this privilege, equity, like yeah, all mm-hmm. this stuff that I'm like, wow. Okay, cool. And the scoot over analogy is so perfect. It's like, bring right. it down to a level where that makes sense. Of course it does. Like, mm-hmm. I'll, man, I'll never forget. Like, it's it's amazing how, um, the, again, going back to that circle analogy, that is, again, and I listeners, I want you to picture that because there are some, so many times where, we, we will deny something, which is essentially the same as like letting someone just sit down. Like it's, you don't have to deny it in order to let someone sit in the circle. And you're and not losing anything. You're not losing anything. Exactly. <laughs> the circle just becomes bigger. That's so beautiful. Um, I, I was like, again, another blind spot. And I was shocked when I, when we aired the episode with Dr. Dana Crawford, about helping raising children to end racism. And oh my gosh, the emails I got, Mija, I was like, <laughs> what is happening? And that was a blind spot for me because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my audience, like they're cool, they're open, they got open hearts. Like they don't, 
And then, man, it was gnarly. They, it was like, what the hell? Unsubscribe immediately. This is so stupid. There is no systemic racism. I was like, what? What do you mean? Like, I can't believe. And it was a blind spot. Like now I'm fully aware. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. People are listening that are like, this does not exist. This is stupid. Even like talking to extended family members over the holidays, I was like, dang, like, you are in straight, like you straight up are like in taking the stance of like, it does not exist. This is made up. This is mythical. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is a beautiful analogy. Like mm-hmm. if you happen to be listening and you're feeling those feelings, like it's like, it'll take, you know, thank you for listening. And all you got to do is just scoot over a little bit, scoot over a little bit. No one's going to take anything away from you. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to listen and be in the circle and, and who knows, once you start listening, you might understand a little bit more. You will understand a little <laughs> bit more. That's not if that's factual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I just love that. I'm like, I'm in love with that analogy. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I am seriously ending this this um, this interview and running to go sign up for both my kids. I can't wait to um, have their first box come in the mail. We have another subscription with um, Kiwi. It's like a craft company. Do you know about that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know and, Kiwi box. Absolutely. Oh, my son loves getting those. So I know that they're both going to be really excited. My daughter's in a reading slump right now. We all sit there and read our books at night. And she's like, she just sits there. And I'm like, Stella Blanche, come on. So maybe this will get her inspired again. She's like, I, I hope so. I, just, I hope so. I know. I even got her like a Twilight book. I'm like, come on, this is sassy. Like, this is saucy. There's like love in there. And she's like, right. no. So I'm going to, I'm going to just order this for her and it's going to come in the mail and we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated. Misha, awesome. but Please do. Yes. Thank you so much for your hard work and for everything that you are doing. Um, we appreciate you. We see you. We admire you. You inspire us. Thank you for spending time with us today. Let's leave listeners um, with just where they can find you. I'll make sure I put everything in the show notes page, but where can they find you and how do they sign up? Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I want to thank you so much for having me on. I had such a great time talking with you this afternoon for me. Um <laughs> And people can find us at jombobooks.com. They can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is jombobooks, J-A-M-B-O-B-O-O-K-S. Yes, I love following you on Instagram. I'm a big Insta girl. It's where I like to hang out on social and I love all your updates and everything. So wonderful. Well, thanks for listening, families. Go check out Jombo Books and Mija's work now. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's show, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 72. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano 
volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.